Super Talk Mississippi media production. Have you been seriously injured? Mama Justice is here for you. Our medical team partners with top-notch doctors, surgeons, therapists, and urologists, ensuring a comprehensive recovery journey. If you've been injured, call Mama Justice today. We're here for you. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Mississippi Magic. Much like the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier, the millions of individual stories behind the fight for freedom are known to just a few. The the countless heroic acts are lost in time, but found in freedom itself. So it was with one recruit that history gives no last name or even place of birth. His very existence is recorded in the U.S. War Department documents as simply Doug. This episode is about his service and the impact he left behind for all history while being part of Company A of the 43rd Mississippi Infantry as a soldier and a friend. That story unfolds next, but first, the folks at Divinity Equipment have a question for you. You got spring jobs facing you and you need the help of a sidekick? Divinity and Kubota have got you covered. The industry-leading Kubota sidekick is for a limited-time discounted, are you ready for this, $3,800. And the reason it's industry-leaning, top speed about 40 miles an hour, comes with a bedliner, two-year factory warranty. And right now, the Kubota Sidekick at Divinity Equipment in Jackson and in Madison is only $98.50 plus tax. And it also comes in camo. Look, check it out now on Facebook and at DiviniEquipment.com, or take a test drive at either location, Highway 51 North in Madison or Divinity Drive in Jackson. Now back to this episode of Mississippi Magic, titled A Soldier and a Friend. About eight years before the Civil War began, a young man named Jefferson Davis, he became the United States Secretary of War. The year was 1853. He faced a tough task of making a ragtag fighting force stronger. Stronger to fight not only the enemy, but also the elements. Why? Because at one point he was losing more recruits to dehydration and sunstrokes than injury. Jeff Davis's thought was, you wouldn't ask a guy from Mississippi for advice on surviving a snowstorm lasting the entire winter. So let's find an expert in surviving a summer-long blistering heat wave. They found that recruit in a Texas unit. His name was Doug. At first, the soldiers were a bit taken aback by the way he carried himself. You see, Doug had a reputation of being hard to handle. Jefferson Davis knew this, but thought what the free-spirited recruit brought to the table was far worth the effort. Initially, Doug's antics more than once placed him in confinement. For instance, when morning revelry sounded, he was nowhere to be found. Eventually, Doug drew the admiration and respect of the fellow soldiers. When the sun was the hottest, the days the longest, the terrain the toughest, everyone was amazed at Doug's ability to withstand the obstacles of boot camp. All that was about to change. As the former friends chose sides, and a cannon at Fort Sumter signaled the start of the bloodiest war in American history. The year was now 1862. Jefferson Davis chose sides. He'd just become the president of the new Confederate States the year before. Doug's orders for active duty came by way of General Sterling Price. Price, in communication with President Jefferson Davis, noted the greatest difficulty in getting supplies for the anticipated Iuka campaign would be... The extremely hot weather. Davis remembered the tough as nails yet high-spirited recruit named Doug from Texas. 
and had General Sterling Price request he be made part of Company A of the 43rd Mississippi Infantry, and it was done. History shows that Doug did take charge, and the needed supply chain for the Ayuka campaign was completed successfully. By the way, Doug did the same thing in the Battle of Corinth. His service became legendary. They counted on it. To all he served with, Doug became a favorite, a soldier and a friend. Records show that Doug, whose only formal name with the people who knew him best was Douglas, that he continued that extraordinary service all the way to the siege of Vicksburg, where supplies would help decide the final outcome of the Civil War. History also tells us that part of the Union Army's strategy was cutting off supply chains to the embedded Confederate Army at Vicksburg. Ulysses S. Grant had his former Mexican War colleague, Lieutenant General John C. Pemberton, and his rebel army trapped with their backs against the Mississippi River. Now, General Grant and his soldiers were quite familiar with the reputation of one particular rebel, Doug. So much so that Grant gave orders for his best sharpshooter to pick Doug out of the camp, this one particularly menacing rebel, and eliminate him. Well planned, the sharpshooter penetrated with stealth closer to the camp, and then silence was broken. A shot rang out and Doug fell lifeless to the ground. It's written that the Confederate Colonel Bivier and every man in Company A were outraged at Doug's death. To prove that, the Colonel assembled six of the Confederate's best snipers and, within short order, had revenge for Douglas's demise. At one point, the Colonel would ask about the sharpshooter who killed Douglas, a soldier and a friend, is said to have exclaimed, quoting, I refuse to hear his name, and was rejoiced to learn that he had been severely wounded. Some of this I've relied on from a book written by Forrest Bryant Johnson. It reads, Vicksburg, May 1863. They've killed Douglas. The frantic shout of a Confederate soldier on a smoke-shrouded hill pierced through the cracking sound of a rifle shot. Another soldier dead. A friend known by only one name. They could not call him private or sergeant or sir because he had not been given a rank. But to the Union sniper who shot him, Douglas was a rebel and deserved to die. Did he have family? No one knew. He never spoke of family or home. He left no personal papers or possessions, but friends, friends he did have. Through the ranks from privates to colonels. And the Confederate Army maintained his service record, which was sprinkled with notations of acts of bravery. The writings of Forrest Bryant Johnson. History tells us a lot about the Civil War. We know incremental details of battles and injuries, but we don't know Douglas's last name. We do know that he was so much of a soldier and a friend that he has his very own grave marker at Cedar Hill Cemetery to this day in Vicksburg, Mississippi. We know his service records to Company A that proved Jefferson Davis right in choosing a recruit that could handle the southern heat, rigorous terrain, at a time when not only men were dropping like flies, but even backpacked horses and mules dying of dehydration from the extreme heat. That's where Doug came through, with his unique, incredible abilities, seemingly more than even a mortal man. In fact, Doug was not a mortal man at all. He wasn't even a man. Doug was a domesticated camel, but not just any camel. Old Douglas, Company A of the 43rd Mississippi Infantry, was much more than that. He was a soldier and a friend at a terrible time in history when they all needed a bit of Mississippi magic. (music) 
Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.